the boss called me up and said, come in to work. I just hung up on that slave driving jerk. And now it's time for expert analysis from the best in the game. This is Be She's Wrestling with Mike Davidson. I'm a former producer of wrestling, and I had to tell people, here's what I need in a promo, here's what I need in a match, and here's why you have to do it. You tried to be cute, you tried to be clever, and you came off undervaluing the guy the promoter is paying thousands of dollars to get into the ring with you. Special guest star, the Mecca, Shane Madison. Madison. Jealousy is something that the Mecca Shane Madison has had to deal with my entire life. It doesn't matter! Because I guarantee that the Mecca will win. And producer Chris. He's just a money-making machine, that guy. As somebody who's featured regularly on their program, I don't think he's going to be able to take enough time away from his other adventures. The guy is a mogul. And now, he, she's wrestling. He, she's wrestling. It's probably the worst injury we've ever seen local wrestling history um, is Robbie Royce's current plight with his broken neck, the surgery to put in two iron rods, to fuse C2 through C7 vertebrae in his neck together. That's mm-hmm. five or six vertebrae. I don't know how you count it. I think it's six. Mm-hmm. And then he gets an infection and he's got to go back to the surgeon Spend and his birthday in the hospital. Yes. That's not fun. I feel bad for our friend Robbie Royce. He sent us an email after last week's show where we talked about his career, and we talked about it like he's talking about it initially. Very positive that he's going to make a comeback. Very positive that this is a blip in the in the road, and and that he's strong and capable. And I don't doubt his dedication. I think if there's any way in the world, Robbie Royce will wrestle another match. But realistically, it likely will not happen. And he's starting to talk like that. He's talked to you. He's talked to me. Yep. It's a sad story for our friend Robbie Royce. It might be the end of an iconic career locally. But mm-hmm. realistically, we have to face reality. There's not too many doctors that are going to say, hey, you're okay to wrestle after this. And if you're a promoter, are you going to you know, want the liability of having him in the ring? Most right? promoters aren't smart enough to think about the liability. Mm-hmm. I would think of the liability. Yeah. Um, I worry more about my friend in terms of when will he be able to go back and work a living yeah. to get a, to make a living? I yeah. don't think about when will he be able to get back into wrestle. I think right now we, a couple of weeks ago, you talked about Jordan Garber and how there should be a, a Jordan Garber night. Yep. I think there also should be a Robbie Royce. night. Oh, I gosh. think they should be two yes. separate nights. Um, I think Robbie Royce now still has a place in, in wrestling. In, in Winnipeg, but I think it's likely, and he's coming to this conclusion, it will be as a retired wrestler and not as somebody who's going to make that epic comeback. Well, we'll see, right? Because right now the latest is, you know, he's back in the hospital. He had an infection and, um, you know, he's he's going to be there for a little while. And, you know, when he was in there initially, it was all, you know, hey, I'm coming back and I'm going to do what I got to do and I'm just missing my September dates. I'll be back in October. But then I think he kind of realizes, okay, maybe October is not looking realistic and now a few setbacks. And now he's kind of having that honest talk with himself saying, you know, realistically, I may be done. And I think he's kind of come to terms with that. But, you know, it's, it's a depressing thing for him probably, right? But, you know, you have to look at it another way. Like he loves this so much that he's probably willing to go back and do it again. But by somebody allowing him to do it again, he could kill the thing that he loves so much. Yes. If he gets hurt. So 
that there's a lot going on there. He's you know? he's got a lot to offer though. He's got a lot to offer outside what he can do inside the ring. I would argue that he's got more to offer without being an active competitor in the ring at this stage. Yeah. I think he can you know what? Can you imagine you have you know the Robbie Royce Academy or whatever it is and imagine you have you know you find three four guys good guys you know they're going to be trained well if they went to a training camp with Robbie Royce um the one thing I can't imagine is with those two rods in his neck Mm -hmm. how he's ever going to have mobility in his neck properly how he's going to shoulder check when he drives how he's going to not feel pain every time he rolls out of bed. Yeah, they're pretty high up there, too. It's a, uh, that's a good point. You need your neck. But yeah. You certainly need it for wrestling. This you know? is, to me, and I'm lucky, I'm on the outside looking in, a wake-up call to promoters who book table tables, ladders, and chairs. And it happens all the time on the indie scene. It's It's not, it's used as a crutch to try to pop the crowd, Wrestlers who sign up for those matches now have to figure out a way to do it a little bit more carefully. And it wasn't that he did anything overly dangerous. No. I um, saw it happen. I second it happened. I knew it because he rolled out of the ring and he was kind of selling his neck and he kind of twitched. His arm was kind of, he was like trying to get feeling back yeah. in his hand and did not look good. Thank God he's not paralyzed. Yeah. That's what I will say to that. He, um, it's going to be a tough road for him emotionally and coming to grips with what the next chapter looks like. And I'm sorry that I sound a little bit more dire than I did a week ago when mm-hmm. initially he's saying, but the x-ray that we posted on, on Facebook last week, and then him saying to me, like, I, I might not ever do it again. I think any other person saying I might not means they're not, no. Robbie Roy saying I might not means, oh, wow, like that's big. Because most guys, like if you or I had this injury, we're done. Yeah, We are we we made a huge mistake and now we have to worry about our life and our and forward thinking. And well, just him saying might. Yeah. That's might a, big, that, a that's huge a huge deal for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. just you have to remember 10 years ago, maybe more, maybe a little less, but around 10 years ago, he was told by the doctor, like I, I think it was a back issue. He was told by the doctor he should not ever wrestle yeah. again. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, so fast forward 10 years later, he still got that issue. Probably it probably hasn't gotten better. And now this neck uh, injury. So it's not good. I, uh, I want to talk about, and he has his own, he'll say probably him versus Steve Carino when he won the NWA North American title or was it the net? Yeah, it was the North American title. I remember matches with Robbie Royce that were pretty freaking epic. I saw him in Vance, Nevada in a ladder match. Remember when I brought that up to Vance, Nevada in a yes. in a interview and he shot it down as one of his best matches. I hate to break it to you, Vance. The people cared. Why did he shoot it down? He just, he doesn't like to give credit to his matches in Winnipeg. He thinks Winnipeg sucks and whatever. I don't want to. Because sh- he's what, supposedly so much better than people here in Winnipeg? Maybe in his mind, yeah. Oh, my god. Anyway, in the interview with Vance Nevada on our show, I <laughs> okay. brought up that him versus Robbie Royce in the ladder match is one of the best matches I ever refed. And and I could easily say, oh, Eddie Guerrero, Will Damon. I could say Charlie Haas versus Manabu Soya. AJ Sanchez and Kevin Chevy versus Chris Daniels and Jimmy Jacobs are all better matches that I promoted or booked. Shane Madison, TJ, or uh, TJ Bratt. Yes. Shane Madison, Chichi Cruz. Yeah, exactly. I could list a bunch. I'm but just going to pat myself on the back there a little say, bit. I would say Royce versus Nevada in the latter match was one, definitely the best match I was ever involved with with the two of them or on a show with the two of them. Royce also wrestled Bugsy Slug in a cage match. 
Royce had a lot of great matches. A lot of great matches. Countless amounts of great matches. Too many to name. And, you know, we're talking like we think he might be done. But realistically, you have to think like that. So if you're a fan of Robbie Royce and you've loved a match you've gone to see, put your favorite Robbie Royce memory on his wall, Brent Royce Stafford on Facebook. Hashtag Bishis so he knows he got the idea from (laughs) us because we need a put over. But just share your favorite Robbie Royce memory. Now, the, the drawback to that is it might inspire him to try harder to come back. But I think he needs to know that Winnipeg fans and wrestlers alike remember him for all the things he did for Winnipeg wrestling. He might not be done. I know if he has anything to say about it, he won't be done. But you have to be realistic here. This is not, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him to come back just to come back and there be no way back. Yeah, whether he's done or not, he deserves a put over. And, yeah, give him a verbal please yeah. on on Facebook. Hashtag it's his birthday was Sunday, so that's yesterday. But wish him a belated happy birthday and your favorite Robbie Royce memory, the mullet, the promo with you that went oh, bad. That was I th- it went very good. I thought. <laughs> yeah, but there are so many moments for Robbie Royce and share yours. Mine is Vance Nevada versus Robbie Royce in the ladder match. Um, they were just, they, they really connected well. They were a tag team and then they broke up and that was a great angle. That was both guys. That was some of the, and it was because Saxon was there to book it, not Vance. Cause Vance is always a terrible booker. Didn't know how to build matches. <laughs> no, uh, you got to say something positive. I'm saying something positive about Royce. I'm saying something negative about Nevada. Um, anything else to add about Robbie Royce other than the belated happy birthday? No, again, like not done. We're not, you know, pull, putting a bow on this, but. You know what? Let's just let's continue. Let's put him over. Let's just hope that he gets better and like forget wrestling right now. Let's yeah. just hope he gets better first, and then we'll see what happens after that. And support him emotionally because he's going through a lot. Now, do you want to talk good or do you want to talk about not so good in local wrestling next? <laughs> Your call, man. Nine hundred tickets sold for Winnipeg Pro. That's that is awesome. the good. Yep, that, is, that is good. That is good. That is very good. They will. Plus. They will break a thousand. Yep. Um, no question. They have never, okay, they probably have had to work, but they have never been in this situation this close to a show where they still have to push yep. hard and promote. Yep. Now, too many Winnipeg wrestling fans have who I see at every show have never seen a WPW show. And, and they might not ever get a chance unless it's this show. There is tickets for sale. There will be tickets for sale yep. probably for another week, two, maybe till the day of the show. If you don't buy it, tell me why. Go on Facebook, hashtag BSHEES. Go on Twitter. Actually, go right on our page. Send us a message. Tell us why you will not. Is it you don't think the money is worth it? This is an epic once-in-a-lifetime venue. Maybe not once-in-a-lifetime, but it's a pretty good venue. Yep. It will be one of the best Canadian wrestling indie shows of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. You're going to be there. I imagine you're going to be there, Producer Chris. You know it. These guys who are, let's talk about some of the guys on the show. Tyler Colton and Bobby Shink are going to have their best match of the year. You know why? Biggest crowd means biggest effort. That's almost a guarantee. I think it's AJ Sanchez versus Chad Daniels. That's going to be a match of the night. That'll, yeah. I have promoted the biggest matches of AJ Sanchez's career. He may not say so, but I put him on TV and pay-per-view. I put him against some of the biggest names in the industry. I put him in front of a 1,000 fans. 
he will try harder than he normally. Well, I think he always tries hard. It's different when you put a crowd like this in front of in, in front of them. Chad Daniels, he just came back from Jacques Rougeau's show mm-hmm. where he was in the finals for the Resolute. Mm-hmm. He's had an amazing year. This will be the capper on it. Hopefully, it's it's exactly what it's set up to be. Lufisto versus Jody Threat. Yep. That's a match that has international proportions. If they were streaming that on Fight TV, that match would sell. Better than an Ohio Valley wrestling pay-per-view uh, on fight. But, 74 buys. Yeah. We'll you talk, would have hung yourself. We're going to talk yeah. about that oh a little bit later. And That's I, gotta, that can't be right. That is probably right. Now, 74? I'll, I'll tell you why, but we're oh. going to talk about that later. I'm not doing Yikes. a hard sell because I have anything to sell. It's not my show. And in fact, if they get more than 1,700 or they break 1,000, I will lose the right to say I'm the guy that does it. I, I feel like Wayne Gretzky watching Connor McDavid potentially break a record here. Yeah. I want it to happen. I think very highly of Devin and Ben and the way they do everything professional. And so rumble at the Burt, 900 tickets. It will break a thousand. I hope that it continues. To, I hope it has a late surge and really explodes. October 7th. It's coming up. Yes, that's a Friday or Saturday? Saturday. Excellent. We're supposed to go to the P's after to see Scotty Townsend. Yes. The world's best bartender, the the uh, you know, the Palomino Club. Let's yes, maybe it. we can go out with a winner of one of these gift cards that we're giving away. Well, we'll see. We need to have a winner first. Yeah. Now, that's the good. Yep. Do you want to talk about the not so good? Oh, I know where we're going with this. Next next up, let's talk about I forgot something last week. Okay. I'm prolonging the inevitable. What do we have for time? We got lots. You got of time. lots of time. We're not at thirty-eight minutes yet. No, Jacques no. Rougeau was in town for CWE. We were there. Yes. Jacques uh, Rougeau spent the entire show sitting. Yep. At ringside. I know where you're going with this. Watching the show. Yep. Jacques Rougeau has done a lot for Canadian wrestling mm-hmm. this year with Resolute and how he took wrestlers from all across Canada and basically gave them a platform. Yep. And Kat Von Hees from Winnipeg. Hees, V's, Hees. She spent most of her career in Alberta. She won the women's division. And she's now getting to go tra- uh, train with QT Marshall. Mm-hmm. So Jacques watches because he's got a different eye. And he's watching the talent. Yep. And he's probably got a million things he could tell every one of those wrestlers. Yep. How many wrestlers went and asked him for advice? 0.0, as they say on Howard Stern. That's not quite good enough. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Now, I thought it was great that Jacques watched the show and he seemed like such a nice guy. I didn't actually get to talk to him because he spent all of his time at his table. But let me say, when I was in there doing my promo, he was intently watching me do my promo. That's because he wanted to stick the cattle prod up your ease. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I might have taken it too. He's Jacques Rougeau. Yes. You know, but yeah, but you know what? When you have a guy like that, you know, there to watch yeah. a match, for gosh sakes. Jacques. Utilize him. What did you see? Yeah. We might have Jacques on the show coming up, by the way. But I noticed it. I forgot to mention it last week. I wanted to mention again. Ultimo Dragons coming in for the Rumble to Remember Tour, Mm -hmm. which I believe is 10 dates right now. Mm -hmm. It's in Winnipeg on November. You're in the Rumble. I'm I'm winning the Rumble. What is the date? November the 17th. So 50 men, one ring. Winner gets a championship opportunity. It's At the a, anniversary show in January, my 25th anniversary in the business. It's a double mega bill between Ultimo sure. Dragon and the Mecca Shane Madison returning. And listen, it's not you want to talk, talk tickets. 
You want to talk selling tickets? Oh no! I got a lot of people. A lot of people. My whole my whole neighborhood is coming. Jeez! A lot of people from the gym are that coming. That venue is not big enough for all your They're ticket not requests. Gonna, they are not going to have enough tickets. I'll tell you this right so now. So you're you're predicting a sellout for your return? Hundred percent. Cancel Ultim. Cancel Ultimo now. <laughs> we have no reason. We don't need them. And January. So you're gonna yeah you're gonna sell out two shows in a row. How let's let's talk about this now. Exactly. I want much like you said, Vince McMahon was never going to be back in charge of WWE. Yep. How many sellouts in a row are you going to have as a headliner for CWE? I'm not a headliner. I'm just in the Rumble. I, I need to, to win it. the Rumble. I hate to break it to you. Win the championship. You might become a headliner. Well, hey, we'll see what happens. Well, okay. Stay tuned. Stay it's going to get interesting. So CWE has Ultimo Dragon and the Mecca Shane Madison. He asked me if I was going to do the Rumble. I have to leave that week open. That's Great Cup Week. Yeah. I have no idea where I'm going to be. Is that Great Cup Week? That's Great Cup Week. Oh, yeah. November right. 19th? That's right. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit earlier this year. Yes, I'm burning up over here. <laughs> <laughs> well, producer uh, Chris might be in the Rumble. I'm a, I, I got the invite. I haven't, I haven't answered yet. Uh, good time Gord got the invite. Oh, but good. Yes. I don't think he's going to do it. I, I don't want to upset things here in the BUSHI show, though. Yeah, you know? well. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I won't throw your ass out. Well, that's, that's the thing. You might welcome that. When we enter the Rumble, I know both of us, neither of us are entering to lose. Right, I know a lot so. of guys locally do. I, if I'm going in, I'm entering to get the F out. I'm entering to get a cheap you pop. Get, and you can be out. like Johnny Swinger, what he told me at World War III. I'm going over, over the top rope, yeah. back to catering. I am, <laughs> if I was going in Love this it. thing, I would, be, I would be going in with the goal of getting a cheap pop and getting out of there before I even broke a sweat. Hit a jabroni elbow, drop kick, powder. Yeah, do That's not it. do not chop me, <laughs> do not forearm me, okay. do not drop me over. I am getting the F out of if here. If you hit a drop kick, I will shit candy over the top and call it a night. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. I would also be very particular. I am going in after this guy, when before this yeah. guy, yeah. and nobody. It's yeah. <laughs> 50 man rumble. I will go in number 48. Yeah, no, I would want to go in number three, but I'd want to handpick <laughs> one and two. And that way I can get out before number five when, like, uh, somebody I'm not I'm fond of. I'm just feeling like a Mike Davidson drop kick, though, might be, you know, into the lower left testicle. He's got a hell of a drop kick. Do you still I have those trucks? I don't know. Still, uh, I don't know. You still have them? I probably do. No. Nah. I've moved a few times since then. I don't know. See, like for me, I had to get new trunks, yeah, new music because you know you got to update the presentation. I would probably have to get new trunks too. I hope I got a guy is listening to this because Mike is clearly he's considering it. Yeah. I'm turning red over here. I'm burning up. <laughs> I got a guy I've who makes all the NXT gear. He'll make you. He'll make you some gear. You'll look great. It probably cost an arm and a leg. It's not cheap. I know. Well, there was a woman here who makes gear. She was walking yeah, around I the saw back her in the back. I was like, I who's said that, that woman? I said to somebody, I go. uh, so uh, how's her gear? Long pause. I go, your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> and then he goes, ah, it's okay for Winnipeg. I go, I'll stick with my original that plan. That is never what you're striving for. Nope. No. You got to look like a million bucks. Yeah. Okay. Now we've talked about the good. Okay. We've talked about the fun. Can we guess where we're we've going? We've talked about the tragic. Let's talk primos. <laughs> so the tragicer. Actually, we can talk Primos and CNWEA, but... Oh, yes. So let's talk Prim... Let's talk CNWEA. Okay. I'm not putting off the Primos wow, stuff. There are people who love... Real tease yeah. here. Real tease for the Pitbull Primos. Pitbull Gary Wolf. Yes. What's the date of that show? The 23rd of September. So it's coming up. 
as we record right now. It's coming up. It's, yep. t- it's tomorrow as we're recording right now. It's a Tuesday night show? No, it's a Friday night show. Friday oh, night. Oh, it's, oh, it happened last Friday. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends. If you're listening on Monday, it happened last well, Friday. Well, they can't be listening on the Friday, <laughs> the 23rd. Well, there, so there, it was, unless there's someone upstairs. Yeah, it was scheduled to happen last Friday, September the 23rd. <laughs> I can tell you Pitbull Gary Wolf probably wasn't in Winnipeg. Maybe he was. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you that Ring probably didn't arrive. Maybe it did. I don't know. Uh, I've had people... I had somebody say, I want to go to the show, but I don't want to buy an advanced ticket. And I said, show up, look in. Huge walk up. If you don't yeah. see a wrestling ring, leave. After this show, yeah. next week, I will tell you if there's any redeeming quality between what they advertise they want to yep. do and what they're actually capable of doing. I don't know. Maybe they pulled it off and I'm going to have to eat she's. So we're, <laughs> we're in an interesting position now because you've, you've re- revealed that we're you know, pre-recording this. So maybe we can go out on a limb here. What's your percentage? 99.9% no, chance not, there's no show. I have a better shot of being hit by lightning. <laughs> okay, I'm on I'm on board with both of you. Lightning and 99% chance it doesn't happen. Yes. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. Make us eat our words. Uh, I don't want to get words. hit by yeah, lightning. If I'm ever going to say I'm wrong. I want it to be about this. And the <laughs> Gary Wolf had a great match, yeah. hit a power bomb. Uh, yes. Well, I, well, since we're in fantasy land, maybe he'll hit a 450 splash. Yes. Maybe Pitbull one will be there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we're in fantasy land. Yes. Yeah. It. Uh. All right. Now let's talk pre-mouse. Yep. Have to do it. Their 204 champion, TJ mm-hmm. Cannon, has said, I'm relinquishing the title. I do not plan to drop it, even though I'm not leaving town yet. Never a good sign. I don't want to take any more bookings. And he doesn't work for any other offices in nope. town. I, so what does I, that tell you? I reached out to TJ, and I was like, what's the story? And he said, uh, I'm planning on going back west in the new year. And I just, I think, it, I think he was frustrated with how things were running there. And this is a major blow to Primo's. And I would say Primo's credibility, but that's that had a major blow about a month, two months ago. This is bad news for Primo's because part of what made them unique was guys like Tyler James and TJ Cannon, Adam Knight, because no one else will book him. The couple guys that could actually work. That were different from what you see at CWE. Now he's lost one of those guys who just happened to be a champion. Well, he's lost Royce and he's lost Oz as well. Yes. ATM. Who, who he pushed away by lying about being in a tag match with Marty Skrull. Yes. I think in this case right now, one of the things that TJ Cannon said to me is if he was to manage to run a better, more organized ship, I'd gladly go back. So it's nothing personal on TJ Cannon's part. So he's clearly not listened to any of your advice on the beach. Hire, hire a feasing so. booker. Yeah. At this point. Hire Chris, producer Chris Maxwell, who would love to book a show. Yep. Sure. He's shaking his head, yes. (laughs) I am. Hire a booker. There are bookers out there. You know the guy, I I would call, I would call, um, God, who would I call? Saxon? He would never do it. He's a fan of bad wrestling. Yes, but he's not a fan of dealing with a a boss. How would he, how would he say, how would the meeting go? Well, uh. Thank you for your interest. Uh, I'm going to have to decline. (laughs) (laughs) It's not bad. Not bad. Just get out there and hire somebody and give them full reign. He's in Denver right now. Smackdown dark match, right? Yeah, is he is he going to Smackdown? Yeah, he's he had a dark match. You didn't watch it on main event this week? No, I missed it. Oh, how did he? So did I. I Okay, he did not get a dark match. Uh, No, no, that's a hard. He's in Denver and he's bragging to people. Harry Smith and I are a tag team and have been for years. 
bullshit. <laughs> Let me tell you, technically, it's it's an embellishment. He has, as a promoter, booked Harry Smith in. Who jobs him out all the time and behind his as back. a booker, he, <laughs> he asked Harry, he made Harry Smith team with him. Not one, and I repeat the word, not one promoter has booked Mark Merrick and Harry Smith as a tag team. So he is not WPW. Are you listening? Harry Smith's tag team partner. Is he his best friend though? I think Harry's nice to everybody. I think Harry probably in some sick way finds being friends with Graham Keem entertaining. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're truly best friends. I think if you asked Harry, Harry, who would you, who would you take a bullet for? If he uttered the words Graham Keem next, (laughs) I would be stunned. (laughs) I would eat she's yes. Maybe not literally. Okay. But I would admit I was wrong. Hmm. <laughs> I got to watch that because Harry might get that and say, Graham Keem's my best friend. I'm like, Davidson, <laughs> yeah. eat a plate of cheese. And, he, right? and Harry would do that too. Yeah, just so for I'm, not, I'm not going there. Okay. I, I would almost. Disclaimer. I just... would almost eat a plate of cheese. Um, <laughs> a lot of heat on Merrick though. In Denver too, there's a lot of heat. It's him. I know. It's I, I talk. I, <laughs> apparently I, he's got, he's got a little bit of pull apparently in Denver. Uh, that's what I'm explain told. Explain it. That I'm told. So, but people are asking because he's been booking some guys here, right? But who he's stiffed on money, apparently. <laughs> who want to kill him? Apparently, <laughs> your full trans is covered. Uh, I hope you brought a credit card because I got no money to give you for trans. Do they have tangerine? But, yeah, exactly. but they then, can't. They're American. But then some of the uh, some of the Americans are asking, like, what's this guy's deal back where he's from? And, He's not respected. Well, that's what this person told this American lady who was asking the question. <laughs> was she looking to fees? No, she was looking for information. Do you know Mrs. Keem? Sorry to change subjects. Player two. Yes. Mrs. Keem told the victim of Adam Knight's slap, Sheldon, yep. that we're lunatics. We are. Yes. We're the honest well, ones. Some, pe- some people might agree <laughs> with yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, because she's not probably because she comes from the real world where people don't openly criticize people like we're criticizing her. Well, she doesn't come from the real world if she, well, if she, she thinks honestly, are we lunatics? No, and her husband not. is a proven no. liar. Like if if you marry a liar, you have to wonder when is he going to lie in your personal life, right? Now, I was talking to a famous promoter locally. By the by, the way, speaking of her, apparently. Don't say anything bad. No, nope, I'm not even going to use names, but someone was stiffed some pay. Oh, no. And then she, I don't know, she wanted to cut the pay or something. After the work, you, yeah. I'm cutting then, the pay? But then I guess she wasn't going to pay this person, the agreed upon amount. And then Graham actually, like, gave him cash. So it's like, man, like, aren't you guys, like, so he's... She won't do it, and he's like, "Okay, don't worry, don't worry about her. I'll, I'll do it." And I'm like, "That does not sound like a good team." Sounds like it could end up in divorce. <laughs> it doesn't sound. And good. you know what? That's not fair for me to say because I don't know their marriage. Let me say that. No, if we she don't, hears we don't. this, I do not need her feeling like we're victimizing no, her. No, we don't but know them at all. She said we're lunatics, and I could see that. Like, if I'm from <laughs> the real world, <laughs> and like people are openly bad mouthing us on a pro- podcast, I've been called worse. Yeah. Yes, but the thing is, everything. Like, here's the thing: I was talking to a promoter, and he said. In wrestling, everyone works everyone. They everyone lies a little bit. I try not to. Yeah. Right? Like I really try not to. Yeah. There will be times where I'll say, okay, I'm embellishing a little bit, but I try not to. He's like, but then the guy said, Graham, he lies a lot. <laughs> he he's got no limit to his lie. And that's the problem. You can never trust him at his word. Yeah. And 
in wrestling, there's always been characters and there's always been guys that, that are like, we know they lie mm. and we laugh about it. Right. Yeah. There was a guy who lied about having cancer at one point. I'm not going to say who, Oh, but yep. people listening. Amongst other things. <laughs> yes. yes. It's common for people to lie in wrestling, but you lose credibility yeah. and then respect. And that's the situation he finds himself in. He can resurrect it. He can save Primos because he has... Look, I bright side, yeah. Mike Davidson. He has the ability side. to promote. Yes, he, he does has, a lot of good things. And he's he's got a vision for like doing stuff. The problem is he needs to hire a booker with severe credibility. Is anyone else going to quit on him, do you think? I think by... Like who's next? Maybe a masked guy that probably sees him for what he is. Oh. Just a hint. I I, and he hasn't said that to me, but no. I know how he can, he, there will be a point where he looks around and is like, I just, I don't need the money bad enough. Yeah. We, right? we need to t talk about uh, promoters stiffing pay too, because somebody brought, brought up a story to me this week and that this, Did we go, I didn't stiff. It was about you. Do you want to hear about the story? Yes. Okay. Well, if it's about me, it's about you. We're going to go off road here. Sorry. I didn't, no, I didn't what, what do we have for time? We're at 27 minutes. I didn't, Not, I didn't we'll have anybody break. on this. I got word from somebody that Mike Davidson one time stiffed Kevy Chevy on a PO and Kevy Chevy was going to kill him outside teasers. That happened. This is and much, okay. Zach, Zach Mercury saved the day. And, and Gangrel. And Gangrel. So yeah. tell us oh. about this because oh, th th this was dropped into my lap and okay. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to drop it in Mike's lap. Yeah, here are the facts. The facts are this. How long ago was this? 2010, after okay. the WFX run. He, this happened in 2011. Okay. He got mad at me at a bar and he was like, at teasers, mm -hmm. buy me a drink. And I, nobody should ever say that to me because mm -hmm. the answer is no. Yeah. I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. I'll buy you a drink. Yeah. If, if, if you offer, if you walk up to me and tell me, buy you a drink, the answer is no. And that's how that started. Yeah. Then he wanted, he wanted to get into it with me. And so then he said, uh, he was in my face and he was like, you always stiff me on pay. I should have been paid more. Was I there for this? Uh, maybe I don't think so. You would remember. Okay, it happened in the parking lot. So well, I said, unfortunately, because I paid. He got paid exactly what he was promised. Because Jeff Dick handled payroll. Nobody got stiffed in that run at WFX. Uh, Not, by the mind, by the way, keep in mind he was on television. Exactly, tag team champion. He was high fed profile names matches. All the time. Yes. So his pay. No, no thank you. By yeah, the way, no, 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 no thank you. His pay. I, I'm not going to say the number, but his local rate. For CWE was here. Was X. And WFX was paying him close to double that rate. Yeah. X plus. Okay. Yeah. So he should never complain about what he was paid. He's getting paid way more than yes. he was. Than yeah. he was. his, he said his rate at the, he was showing up at the St. B for even less than he was showing up at CWE. So he said, you set your rate down here when you do that. Yep. Yeah. But their whole argument, and he's not the only one. Don Douglas used to have this argument. Well, WFX expects more because they're putting me on TV. So I should get paid more. Bullshit. No way. Yeah. We're giving you a bigger platform. Yeah. You should be working for free. And that's what I said to you him. You should outside. also be working harder. Yeah, I said, you weren't underpaid. You were overpaid. And then he shoved me and went to go at me. Mercury immediately jumped him and Gangrel immediately stopped it. They didn't beat him up or anything. They just stopped it's, it. Yeah. And then the next day, Gangrel told me, because we were out for lunch, and he said, he was looking to get at you, and he was trying to invent it. But he said, don't ever tell a guy he's overpaid. Because... The guy you're asking the guy to have to throw a punch, right? Yeah. <laughs> but and then when I explained it, he said, "Yeah, I get what you mean, but don't ever tell a wrestler you overpaid him." That's a fair point. Wrestler too. mentality is: yeah. you tell me I'm overpaid, I got to throw a punch. But hold on, now there's Gangrel yeah. giving you advice, yeah. and then what do you do? 
what an idiot. Oh, blah, blah. You don't do that. <laughs> no. Did you, you probably said, thank you I for said the you advice, don't. You're Dave. right, actually. Thank you, Dave. And yeah. thank you for stopping it from continuing. Exactly. A drunken Kevin there. Chevy would have probably screwed me up. Oh, yeah. So anybody who says Mike Davidson stiffed him, you'll hear Don Douglas say the same thing. Don Douglas will say in 2005 in AWE, he had a contract from Jeff Dick and, and the contract didn't get honored. The contract said for six months or one year, we're going to pay you X amount for a minimum of X shows, right? Yeah. Now the company goes out of business. Oh, they didn't pay what was promised. The company went out of business. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know why the company went out of business? By giving contracts like that to guys like you. Just say thank you. Yeah. And by the way, and let me point out this. We had guys driving up, you know, Hurricane taking three flights, Bob Hawley driving eight hours at... Eric Cannon. Yeah. And you know what? The guys from Edmonton. And those guys were there at like 1 p.m. in the afternoon. Call time's like crazy. And these other guys who live in the city in their parents' basement. 5.30, drunk. That's ridiculous. Think they're entitled to waltz in there an hour before the show and then have the nerve to say to you, you didn't pay me, you didn't pay me enough, blah, blah, blah. I would be like, this is what's wrong with these morons. And that's why they do it at this level and nothing higher. Yeah. They're not there business people. There has been very few times in the history of Mike Davidson promoting where a guy could legitimately say he didn't get paid properly. Scott Steiner is one of the few. Now, what happened with Scott Steiner, and I know I'm going long. No, it's okay. Jeff Dick couldn't get American money, right? So it was after yeah, midnight, and he this. couldn't get his hands on American money till the <laughs> bank opened the next day. Now, you ask yourself, why didn't Jeff Dick do it in advance, right? Why didn't he get the American money in advance? The problem was that Scott Scott's actual payoff was in hand, but Scott had incurred extra travel cost because he had switched a flight right, or something like that, and he wanted a re- reimbursement. So Jeff Dick couldn't get American money. So they're arguing, and Jeff says, I can give you this much Canadian. He's like, I don't want Canadians. It cost me an arm and a leg to exchange it. And they're going back and forth, and Scott was like, hey, I should get this, I should get this, I should get this, and... And Jeff was like, well, okay, hold on now. You made a lot of money at the merchandise table, which they did. And like, so they were going back and forth. That didn't matter. So in the end, it was a matter of a few hundred dollars American. So Scott's about to lose his his mind. This is when Jeff told him, you don't know business? I get Rick Steiner walks up to me and he says, you got to do something because my brother is going to kill your money man in about two minutes. And I look over and I can tell the, I can feel the heat. Yeah. So I storm, and I had a pretty good rapport with Scott, and I put my hand on his shoulder, and I said, everything okay? And he's like, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like, he told me, I don't know business. And and then Jeff had said something to the effect of, you only know wrestling. And Scott said, I worked for Ted Turner and Vince McMahon. Don't ever think you're in, in, their, in their league, right? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, nothing happened, but that's the only time where a guy would out, not, like where there was a case where the, we owed him money. Yeah. But he, so the next morning, Jeff said, bank opens at nine. I will go there. I will come to the hotel. I will take you to the bank if you want. I will get you the money. Scott woke up first thing, wanted to be on a flight back to Atlanta, went to the airport and was gone. So he got stiff, but there was an intention to make good. I talked to Scott a couple of days later on the phone and he didn't, he wasn't upset about it. He was like, ah, you know what? I, I plan to come up again. We'll square it up then. Don't worry about it. Okay. So the, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. We had a payroll on those shows. Poof. It wasn't that bad. It was 10,000. I think talent budget was eight to 10,000. Nobody was left unpaid. So nope. for Kevin Chevy to be the guy walking around saying, I'm the guy who didn't get paid at WFX. 
Just get real. That's all I'm going to say. Let's go to break. This episode of Be She's Wrestling is powered by First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store, where you'll find the coolest sports cards, autographs from your favorites, and of course, wrestling collectibles galore. As a loyal Be She's Wrestling listener, you can get a discount on your purchase using the code Bees She's. That code is B E E Z. S-H-E-E-Z, one word, to get 10% off. Visit the store online, firstrow.ca, or instead of click and order, go brick and mortar. Meet the guys at First Row in person, 1835 Main Street, Winnipeg, Manitoba. First Row Collectibles, Canada's online and in-person collectible store. The WWE fanatic at this table, Mecca Shane Madison, is going to tell you it's not as bad as it is, but it's bad. WWE has lost Fox as the home of SmackDown, network television in primetime, and replaced it with USA, which now displaces Monday Night Raw and NXT, but you're going to tell me ESPN is going to grab those two and what, cancel Monday Night Football? No, I, I don't know. I don't know that. Um, and actually, it wasn't. Okay, so let's just back up. So, <laughs> SmackDown um, is leaving in Fox yes. after four years. Yep, Fox has decided that they don't they don't want the WWE program anymore. I don't think they wanted to pay. They wanted to cut the rich deals. What I heard, and they, and the cut was just too much. So yeah. here's the thing, though: when a network has a four year relationship of ratings and knows the performance and says, "I'm not willing to pay your price," that is called a cancellation in broadcasting. Fair. Yep. That is, WWE is not going to position it like that. They're going to say, we got this, and they're going to get a little bit more money. 40% more money. Okay, that's going to probably bankrupt USA. That's a little rich for USA. Yep. Um, and it's not network television. So now the numbers of viewers that they were getting on Raw mm -hmm. will now be the Friday Night SmackDown number. Now, the reason why the Friday Night SmackDown number was so high was because network TV on Fox is much more easier to find. Yeah easier yep. to get and it's in available in more people and there's more advertising behind it. This is not a good deal for WWE. That doesn't matter that there's 40% more money behind it because it means business will go down in terms of viewership and that's never good. Well, we don't know that. Oh, so everybody who gets USA is now going to watch it to make up that loss of... So well, right now, the, now, Monday Night TV is stronger than Friday Night TV. But hold on. They're also getting four oh. NBC... Like that the old Friday night's main event. It's not Saturday defined night. as that. It could be documentaries. It could be replays of Mania and Rumble. There's special be, events on NBC, might which not be, is might, network television. Might not be live wrestling. Well, no. We, it's very early. My impression is it will be a live, now, similar to the main event that used to air on Friday nights so on NBC. if they do that. Yeah. So let's imagine... Which did some of the biggest ratings sure, of all time. But they can't do it on Friday because they would display SmackDown that night. So right. they would be crazy to say, okay, we're going to take our SmackDown slot and then use it as a special one. Well, maybe they could do Super SmackDown on NBC. Or Saturday night's main event. That's what they yeah. should do. Saturday night in prime time, go to NBC yep. and hit a, a better than pay-per-view type of event. Yep. And try to really do a big number that makes it makes it seem like they belong on network TV. Now they did do Saturday Night's main event in 06, 07. It fizzled out. Yes, right. Yes. So, but so, we'll but that's see. also almost 18, 17 years. That's ago. a while ago. Yeah. Now, now 
Raw. No, before we go to Raw. Okay. You have to admit, leaving Fox for USA is a major step down, even if the money is better. Well, sure. Okay. Well, it's the, you're, you're leaving a network for cable. Now, let, I'll tell you straight out. Okay. NFL football would not, leave, would not leave their contract with Fox to go to USA. But that look, would never happen. But look at it this way. So now we still have wrestling on USA, different time. Different day. They've always had it, okay. except for five years when they went to Spike. Right. Now they have potentially Raw moving. I'm hearing ABC. I'm also hearing it could stream on Prime. Yep, I'm, I'm hearing that too. Yep. Disney is in talks. Amazon is in talks. And they're talking NXT on ESPN Tuesday. That's an interesting thing. Now, ESPN tied in with UFC, yeah. UFC, Endeavor, Endeavor, WWE. That's the connection there. So this has all just happened. We won't know until it's no. all finished. No, but, but they, SmackDown is going to USA Network. They badly need 24. Monday Night Raw in a strong position mm -hmm. because they've lost position with Friday Night SmackDown. Today mm -hmm. was a step backwards for that company. I don't care what anybody says. Right now it is until we know the destination it, like, of Raw. Imagine NHL being on NBC Universal five years ago, their contract rates coming up and they had to take the step down to go to TN, uh, TNT. It's a step down and they would know it and they, they wouldn't be able to sell it any which way. Now, they might be able to save it by getting a better network for Raw, and then Monday night will become the flagship again. But, but that's making what more money. Do. More money, maybe less eyeballs. So we'll see. More see money and less eyeballs is just as big a problem for that company. Speaking of problems, a lot of people lost their job today. And everyone knew there was going to be some cuts now that the merger had, or the buyout, I guess, had happened. Uh, we can go through the entire list. Nothing jumped out at me as overly surprising. I don't think any of these guys were on huge money deals except for maybe one. I was disappointed that Emma lost her job again. She, I would imagine she's probably going to go back to impact because Lance Storm is there. Her work though, like you could just tell she wasn't motivated. She didn't want to be there. Like she wasn't used effectively. It's just, she, I, she just, there was, I don't know. Her entire just, career. Plus we know her. Yeah. So we kind of know. And we pull for her, but yeah. Her entire career has been so much potential. Yeah. So close. So. Like she's got it all, right? She's got the work. She's good looking. She's fun to be around. She's yeah. got a great attitude. She's Australian. You know, and they just announced that too. Yeah. yeah. WWE elimination out an hour before that they, she was excited about yeah. that. It was a dream come true. And yeah. then, and then now, oh, I'm fired. Yeah. If I'm W or if I'm impact, they just did Australia this year. Right. I grab her. If I'm AEW, I would grab her. 35 years old, 34, 33, somewhere I would in there. definitely grab her in a heartbeat. Yeah, no she's problem. better than a lot of their rosters. And yeah. her husband, or future husband, yeah. Riddick Let's Moss, go through the list. Gone and as well. Save the last, save the highest paid yep. guy for last. Okay, so, I mean, and these are just, you know, and there I'm are some. I'm going to drop thoughts in after every Yeah, name. there are some names on here that, you know, I won't really they might not mean anything to your mainstream people, but Dana Brooke. Yeah. That she's been there 10 years recently in NXT. She's, um, you know, kind of, where does know. she go? AEW? Who knows? I mean, uh, who touches her? She's not that good. Let's be, she's let's not be that honest. good, but she's got, she's got some star quality. She right? does. Yeah. Um, Mansoir and Massey, the, uh, maximum male models, they're gone. Not which surprised. Mansoir is an interesting one. Cause he is, I think of East Indian descent. 
and he was quite popular when they would travel overseas. So international. Young value. guy too. Yeah. Good worker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just had nothing for him. Stupid gimmick. Um, of course, we talked about Emma. Mustafa Ali. Here's a guy who's been pushing for a release. He got what he asked for. Yeah, no kidding. You know, great look. Young, younger guy. Used to be a cop in Chicago. Um, underutilized. He has been on NXT as recently as this past week, actually. Being a former cop from Chicago, AEW could probably, because that's their yep. base, like their big city, much like MSG is WWE's. Yep. He might fit into all of I'd like to see him land somewhere. Um, Aaliyah, who is from Toronto. Mm -hmm. um, well, wasn't really used. I think she's been off TV, injured for a long time. Um, then we got Rick Boogs, who really did nothing for me. You know, I think he was. I saw somebody say on Facebook they thought he would go to All Elite, but I hated the gimmick. But I thought he was not bad in the ring. He had good there, charisma. There were better, there were worse guys than him. He had a good look, but then he went and cut his hair all off. Yeah, it's like yeah, like who who what, one who's, yeah. who's done that locally. <laughs> They had, had a good night. <laughs> he never had a good look, but um, Elias, that was kind of, that one was actually done a while ago. He has a lot of charisma. Elias is probably going to end up, I see him in impact. That'd be good. And I think he'll do okay there. Much like we've seen Fandango go there and really reinvent himself. Yep. I think that, that there's an opportunity there for Elias, but I don't know if he'll be able to sing because WWE may have a tri trademark on singing wrestler. Shelton Benjamin, another one. I'd like to see him as maybe a, in an agent role. He's in his mid-40s. I think he probably tries to get one last run, either Ring of Honor or All Elite. Mm -hmm. I and think he probably gets a contract. And then, of course, the biggest name, Dolph Ziggler. How old is Dolph? He just turned, I think he just turned 40? His brother's in, his in All Elite. Yep. Um, CM Punk's gone, so the heat's gone. Yeah, did he have he with CM Punk when they were both in New York? Who? Dolph? Yeah, no, Dolph. not Dolph. Dolph. But his brother did. Dolph's brother, yeah. So here's the thing. All Elites is probably going to reach out to him. 43, sorry. Dolph and, is 43. Okay. So he's got two or three good years left. He is going, there's going to be a movement for All Elite to sign him, and Tony Khan's going to want to sign him. Just got a text message from somebody saying he's probably going to All, all Elite. Yeah. That, see, and for him, that's a mistake. He is going to be Lost a mid, he is going to be a mid Carter there. Like they'll put him in a program maybe with like Wardlow or somewhere in the middle. Jeff, you can't even put Wardlow. Him where's he? Yeah. He's on the witness protection program. Yeah. I haven't seen him Talk in months. Talk about a dropped. Wow, dropped, they, the guy's running to the end zone for a touchdown. He drops the ball without even being touched. That's how good Wardlow could have been. He was that good at one yeah. point. Um, Way to go, Tony. He will get lost in the shuffle with AEW. He'll be like a mid card or something. If I was Dolph Ziggler, here's what I do. I've got all the money I need. I don't, money isn't the object. No. I go and I meet with Scott Demore and I say, I need a deal directly from Anthem, two years, not impact. This I don't want to be treated like every other wrestler on your roster. I want to hear from the owner that I am the guy. And then I go do what Christian Cage did in 2005. Mm -hmm. And I leave WWE. He got, Christian left on his own. He wasn't released. Yeah. But I go and I become the biggest star in the history of Impact. And I, and I lay it out. I am going to be the guy you push harder than you've ever pushed a guy. More than AJ Styles in his heyday, more than Samoa Joe, more than Kurt Angle. The show gets built around Dolph Ziggler, which he can't be Dolph Ziggler anymore. Yeah. But that's what I do. And I, and I become the face of Impact Wrestling for two years. Because then he can leave a legacy going there and having a positive. If he goes to All Elite and gets buried in a mid-card shuffle, he burns the shit out of himself. Unless he goes and does something with his brother. It won't do anything for business. I, I know it won't. 
He will, as it is, his, his legacy leaving WWE is he stayed too long. He Start, stop, start, yeah, stop, start, stop. Never realized his potential, nope. even though he's a former world champion. Yep. He's probably a future Hall of Fame. Spirit squad. Get your ass to impact where you can carry a freaking company and, and prove do, something. And do matches. that Because he wants to work, too, yes. right? He can do matches and do wrestling. So imagine him. Great to see Imagine him them turning Josh Alexander heel and him and Josh in a program. Imagine him working and winning the title from Alex Shelley. Imagine him basically working Moose. Like, he can do something with everyone in that roster, and everything he does in Impact would seem special. Yep. N- unless Tony Khan wants to make Dolph Ziggler the next guy to work with MJF. And even then he'll drop the ball. Every single time Tony Khan has brought a guy over, he has failed him. He's failing right now with one of the hottest heels in the business, MJF. Yeah. Even though Dave Meltzer, who does not know how to read TV numbers, will tell you that that um, MJF and and um, Cole, Adam Cole, have become the, the ratings grab for Wednesday Dynamite. I don't believe that's it. I don't believe those numbers. I don't think that Dave Meltzer knows how to read those numbers. But he let let him say what Careful, he says. we have a Dave Meltzer t-shirt hanging up on and the wall a here. a big Dave Meltzer fan to my immediate left. There, <laughs> there, is, there is a microphone in there. Yeah. Tony could be having an embarrassment of riches too because there's another guy that we talked about a little bit last week that still does not have a contract. Are we talking Adam Copeland? We're talking L.A. Knight. Still does not have a contract. They're still far apart on money. And, I mean, the longer it drags on, the worse it looks. Listen, we were worried about LA Knight last week. With The Rock coming back this week? How long is Rock back for? Okay, well, hold on. Everybody is like, The Rock's back, The Rock's back. Uh, Hold on. Did I miss something? Is The Rock back, or did he just make an appearance? Well, he because he he did the interview with Pat McAfee saying that he was it was done for him to do Mania last year. Yeah, and then it fell apart. Right, but because he didn't like where it went, like there was no creative. He wanted it to be like a long term thing, which means he wants to go and work regularly there. So, and as the guy who owns XFL, which is in talks with USFL for a merger, to merge, yep, he needs. The Rock brand needs yeah. the opportunity. And this is where it gets dicey. If I'm Cody right now, I'm getting worried. Oh, now. if I'm Cody, is a waste of time. You like, love him. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> Cody is not, Cody is polished Cody. and not meant to last. He, in, in, in Just all dismissed. elite, he started at the top of the heap. And by the end, he was, nobody cared. That's Cody. But here's why Rock maybe needs to do a deal with WWE. And I could imagine Vince McMahon not wanting it for this reason. Mm-hmm is The Rock needs every opportunity to promote XFL right now. Vince doesn't care about that. Vince started XFL, loses it in bankruptcy. He doesn't care. Vince doesn't care about XFL. What they need yeah, The but, Rock for is because Rock brings other eyeballs that wouldn't necessarily yeah, watch Vince wrestling. Vince doesn't care about XFL, but Rock may want to sure. go on there and talk about XFL to try to get those WWE sure. fans back into That's watching. That's the trade-off for Rock, but for Vince, he looks at it as, okay, we get Rock on here. Rock is not a wrestler who does acting that's that's over now he's an actor yeah. who's willing who, to do wrestling exactly and at a high level exactly so you bring rock back and listen you follow the money right that's what you do now if i'm cody the money match is roman reigns i will tell you what the rock, money match is and, and you rock. get to royal rumble yep and you do rock and roman against la knight and cody hmm. and then you come out of that with all, however, so you don't put them in the rumble. You just do the tag match. Well, then you still put Cody and LA Knight in the rumble because okay. one of them has to win it to go against Roman. 
but you put those four personalities mm. and they all get the rub off the rock yep. and Roman and it, there's a lot of layer there. Has LA Knight mentioned Roman Reigns specifically with yep. the dramatic pause and, and, on his promo yeah. this week? You, the thing is, is you're probably going to get Roman and Rock somewhere. On Maybe a, night one? Yes. And that explains why, yes. What that, if they do this? Roman and Rock. Rock beats Roman. Cody beats Rock. Does that make Cody? No, no. People will be or disappointed at that. What if they do a three-way? What Roman, if they, what Rock, if... Cody. Cody pins Rock. Roman's got the gripe that he yeah. never lost the title. What if they... And now that's the bloodline. You got two yeah. Samoans. Yeah. I wonder if you maybe do Rock, Roman, non-title. So you have nothing to lose. And then you the, win, yeah. the winner. And it, Cody isn't going to be the guy at Romania. Look, we're talking about it though. Yeah. Yeah. But like if I'm Cody, last week I was worried about LA Knight. Now I'm really worried about yeah. the Rock. Either way, if you've got Rock who wants to do enough, you that's the tag match because you make you could yeah. make LA Knight in that face to face with Rock. Yeah. Or you'll find out quickly that LA Knight doesn't fly with Rock. If you Rock's said back. You if said, yeah, Rock's back. You said something last week. You said LA Knight isn't getting Steve Austin pops. Nobody in the industry well, of course, of is going to get a Steve Austin pop. I mean, a 2023 Steve Austin pop. Yeah. That's a sliding scale yeah. for sure. They need, WWE needs to realize they can tie the, they can tie the rock, the, the rocket to LA Knight and potentially build him into that type of guy. They can't get Cody there. He's Cody everything they look for. Get LA Knight for sure. Cody, it, you're, we've seen Cody at his absolute max when he came out at Mania the first time. He cannot exceed that. I don't level. know, man. I watch every single bit of programming WWE puts out. I know. I still think. Yeah, but you you love the brand. And <laughs> you, you love, love Cody. Cody. No, I don't love Cody. <laughs> I Listen, WWE, it, it doesn't mean what it used to, to work there. Yeah. But it's still number one. I Nobody s- can dispute that. I could slap a, a WWE sticker on Pepito and you'd love Pepito. If, if Vince hired him, he sees something. <laughs> I didn't say Vince hired him. I oh. said I slapped a WWE sticker on Pepito. Um, now, I watched a series, and yep. I know you weren't entirely impressed with it. OVW, the, the wrestler series? On, on Netflix. I'm on episode three. It's like, oh, eh. you didn't watch it all yet. No, I uh, give it six out of ten so far. You are not being at all fair to that show. My wife was watching it with me, and we're just, See, that's eh. the problem. Do not watch it with one with but, a civilian. But all these guys, all these OVW guys, they look so regular. Okay, what so, happened to, like, okay, the so OVW? Let, when I was there, everybody looked like... They were affiliated with WWE at the time. Well, still, don't these guys take... Jesse Goddard doesn't look regular. Okay, Jesse is, like, the one. Who else? This Hollywood Haley, she looks like she's, like... She... Some, like, she looks rough around the edges, Okay, so man. here's what I like about it. Okay, we're going to argue. I so. like it too. Don't get me wrong. But it's six out of 10. Six like. out of 10. I'm, you I'm, give Cody 11 out of 10. <laughs> and, you give, and you give wrestlers six. <laughs> Don't forget, you there's love Cody. There's something. Yes, I love there's Cody. Something Isolate wrong, that. There's something <laughs> wrong with you. Okay. It's now, a good bumper. Now, let me tell you. I watched this series yep. and it reminded me of 2010. Mm-hmm. We're trying to produce television. Yep. There's WWE and there's TNA and there's WFX and we're gaining momentum every week and I've got a money, I've got an investor and you and I have a unique perspective here. Yeah. There's a a lot of people listening would dream of having a wrestling investor. Yeah. It isn't all it cracks up to. No. But you were the one who introduced me to John Newen. You're the one who introduced me to Jeff Dick. Yep. The only other guy I know in Canadian wrestling who's had a true money, like a true angel investor was Danny, but that was also because of, it was the same guy, Jeff Dick. Yep. And Danny didn't treat it right. There's a way you treat an angel investor 
Money Mark. This series, if you've watched, <laughs> no, I never treated Jeff like that. I know that. I treated him like this is your company. And I will do other best pe- by it. That's what other people say. Yeah, and that's why no one ever succeeds when you have that. Now I can tell you this. Okay. 2010, Mike Davidson with Jeff Dick. If Jeff Dick had had, if his other business had taken off and CRA had not slowed him down, and WFX was still in business, I would still have a job. And it would continue to have grown because Jeff Dick actually had the wherewithal to stay out of the way for the most part. Mm-hmm. After many years of teaching him, do not say stuff like this to talent and do not promise more than you can give talent because as Kevin Chevy demonstrated, they always feel like they didn't get what they were promised. Right Now, this series wrestlers had my friend and yours, Jesse Goddard's yep. on the, and, and presented Jesse very well. Yep. And what it is, is Al Snow comes across as a genius and the perfect, this is what Mark Merrick, Graham Keem had to watch to understand if you can run your wrestling company with that kind of temperament, you have a shot because Al never lies to anybody. Al is very, very patient with everyone, including the, the abrasive money man. Mm -hmm. And Al is nice to everybody. Even when he thinks that, you know, Somebody is like, everyone wants to be in creative, he says. And then everyone's in there pitching ideas and he's just listening, telling what's wrong with it. But that's true. When I was a booker, there used to be so many guys that call me. Can I, can I pitch an idea? Who does that? Just show up and do your job. A lot of guys do it. Well, let me say, I, I can do that. Yeah. But but I know what I'm going to do. Like with me and you, it was always like, well, it was collaborative. Yeah. And I might tell you, okay, here's where I want to take it. Here's who, you know, Yeah. but it was never a case where you'd call me and say, here's what I want to do. See, I'm all about making other people look good. Exactly. That's what I want to do. So what would happen with you and me would be like, okay, so you're going to turn heel. I'm going to put you with Will Damon and Donnie DiCaprio because you get along all away from, you were negotiating as a trio anyway. Now I need a baby face. Well, TJ Bratt fits that bill. And then when I had never worked as a heel and I thought I I looked at you like going, are you nuts? And he could never be a baby face. And then go figure. Yeah. It flipped perfectly. (laughs) No kidding. But so if you watch this series, I'm going to tell you, it was true to form, independent wrestling. Yeah. And when you try to yeah. add TV to independent wrestling. Live television. Yeah, which is, there is nobody with the know-how to do it. Like it's they still did it. on game show television. I have two new episodes that just recorded yesterday. Interesting. Let me know what you thought of it. I'll check it out. Now, I encourage every wrestling fan to watch this who dreams of getting in. Now, you hear me criticize Tony Khan a lot. Because Tony Khan used his billions of dollars and said, I'm going to run a company and you're all going to work for me and it's going to be my will imposed on your world. I don't like that. Whereas this was uh, Matt Harper Jones is the money man and he's portrayed as a bit of a pain in the ass. Is he, the, he's the, is he a politician or something? No, or there, is a, there was a guy who ran for mayor who's his financial partner, but he's it. barely involved okay. in the series. Okay. Harper Jones has the sports talk That's show. That's right. And he thinks he knows, like he'll say, Al thinks it's all about TV, but they got to think about my ideas. And it's like, mm-hmm. Al's trying to incorporate your ideas, but sell it to his wrestling, to his wrestlers. Yeah. It's a tricky world. Anybody who ever comes in. Jeff, but see, wait, hold on. When I was a wrestler, if I was one of those wrestlers... And they're talking like, I'm not going to listen to that guy. He don't know shit. Like he's a, That's he's common not, though. They think he's a money. Mark. I know I, I get that. But for me, I don't know. Maybe I just always take the side of the office, but I look at it as like, Hey, if this guy's not making money, we're I don't have a job. Yeah. So you have to understand that. And you should treat him with respect. Yes. Of being an owner. Yes. Right. But this guy, as you see in the series, he's not very good at assert at how he asserts himself at the end of the day. 
there are so many people that I, that I talk to now that we have this show that send me messages and I chat with, yep. and I can name names that come to mind. They don't understand that independent, independent wrestling is what they want it to be in their mind, in their, in their minds. What Al Snow was trying to do is create a television entity that doesn't compete with WWE or AEW, but can exist in a world just like Billy Corgan's doing with NWA, just like Impact's trying to do, although Impact's trying to compete on, or exist at a higher level. Yep. I Impact just, 1000, great show. Yes. Was a great I show. loved I loved the series because I saw so many parallels. Yep. And if guys watch, wrestling fans and wrestlers and promoters all watch the series like they should listen to this podcast yep. and think, could I learn anything? Yeah, you'd have a better understanding of the whole. Yeah. Business. Can I learn anything? Now, I don't know everything, but if you talk to me an hour about wrestling, you're going to learn something. Yep. And same when I talk to you for an hour. Yep. And that's what guys have to do when they watch a series like Wrestlers. It's been, and I watched season one of Heels. I haven't seen season two because I don't have a Stars subscription. I'm going to get into that. It's not as good as Wrestlers. Adam West told me. I'm loving season two. He said season two, there's a point, I think in episode three or four, he was like, it just blew his, blew his mind. Okay, so maybe Heels is like Yellowstone. It's gotten And it gets better in season two. Yeah, I have yeah. to check it out. But I found season one of Heels, and we talked about it at, during the very first episodes of this podcast. Yeah, I used to fast forward through because I never listened to it. Season one of Heels, the <laughs> thing that you? bothered me was... I didn't relate to it from my experience, but every episode of wrestlers I related to, I've seen it. I've seen it. Check it the, out. The smartest guy on wrestlers other than Al Snow was Danny, ba Doug or Danny Basham, whichever one of the Bashams. Doug, I think it was Doug. Doug Basham. Yeah, Doug. But it's good. Now tell me your Merck OVW story. Oh man. So I had a tryout in 2004. When they were still affiliated with WWE. Affiliated with WWE is a week-long tryout, and there was, I think, over 30,000 applicants. I think they accepted 30 people from all over the world. I was down there. Wavell Starr was down there. Zach Mercury was down there. Is that the camp that got Wavell his spot down there? Or was uh, he already down there as a regular? He was, he was down there, but kind of transing himself in. Um, <clears throat> but the funny thing was, we, were, we used to take this bus to the OVW arena, and the driver, <laughs> the driver was you know, driving the bus or whatever, and Mercury was in the back. And this is, people, don't ever do this. Don't ever go on a bus with a bunch of wrestlers and talk about how you think Jerry Lawler is a terrible commentator <laughs> when Jerry Lawler is on every Monday night. So then I saw the bus driver kind of slide his glasses down his nose and kind of, oh, he made a mental note of who that guy is. So right there, he on Mercury, like nobody's business, right? Yep. So now none of the guys, and we were hanging out with me, Wavell, like Muhammad Hassan, uh, MVP, like all these guys. So we were, we were over at, uh, I think that was the day, I think that was the day Chris Masters got a call that he was getting called up. So we were going to go out for supper to uh, celebrate. And anyways, we told, we saw Mercury, and they used to live in these uh, apartment blocks. So we saw Mercury walking up. And then we're like, oh my God, he's going to come and knock on the door and ask to come out for dinner. So we turn all the lights off. <laughs> we all lie on the floor and he's like banging on the door. Hey, you guys in there? And looking through the window and we're all on the ground. We're like, don't move. And then we snuck out the back door because like that guy had heat on him like nobody's business. So How does he talk? Do an imitation. Oh man, it's been so long. When he would come through the curtain, he would always go, oh yeah. <laughs> 
I used to love that. So that's know? that's the story of Zach Mercury oh, and OVW. He got heat for jobbing out Jerry Lawler for no reason. Oh my gosh. Just you know, eyes open, mouth closed, people. Good advice. Very, very good advice. Um, any other notes that we've got? Impact 1000, what do you got on that? Impact 1000, a great show. Um, check it out. We had a lot of you know blasts from the past there. Um, you know, I, I'm just kind of finishing up that program. That was super good. CM Punk not suing. Not surprised. Uh, Tony Khan. So, I, you know what? I believe there's a clean break here. Good, good for him. You know, he's probably... He said something. He was doing commentary in an MMA yep, show, and yep. he said, I'm going to be tied up, or in two months when I'm not tied up, seems to suggest almost tease. Maybe he's going to Survivor Series with WWE that or would, wants to. Yeah, that would fall in line. But that's nice. That shows, like, you know what? He's willing to just, like, listen, that was a bad time. I just want to, I want to move on. So good for him. I still think it's a work. Maybe he's going back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. You never say never in this business, but you never know. And finally, John Moxley got dumped on his head uh, on Dynamite. And the referee, okay, this is a message for referees. Go back and watch this match. Ray Phoenix, John Moxley. The referee is right at the shoulders, where he should be, by the way. Not on the side. He's looking at both shoulders. He's making the count. If the wrestler does not lift up his shoulder, count to three. That's yes. a rule that everyone has supposed to have known. I was taught it my first night in the business refing. If the guy doesn't kick out, that's on him. How brutal is it that these, and again, this is why we kind of harp on um, AEW, glorified indie with national television. These guys got to know this kind of stuff. And furthermore, forget the shoulder. The guy was hurt. Yeah. Yeah. So then Moxley tells them to pick him up and do it to him again. No. Give him, oh, give him another pile driver. There's Idiot. a reason why, you know, WWE doesn't do pile drivers. So referees pay attention in there. Uh, if you see the shoulders down, make the count and always err on the side of caution. If somebody could potentially be hurt, specifically a neck injury, Look at our friend Robbie Royce. Yeah, exactly. Well-timed. It's time now for the mailbag. If you'd like to get your question on the mailbag, check us out on social media. Send us a direct message. Send us an email at totalbeeshees at gmail.com or even comment right on the Beeshees pages. Send us a voice clip. Send us that. Actually, I would love it. I would love it if people started to send voice clips we to Mike Davidson. We will play it. On we, the, we will play it. Right here, yeah. All right, first question coming in from... Uh, Long-time listener and friend of the show, Scott Carnegie. Always has the good ones. Always bringing the fire. He, he does. He brings the fire big time. He says, in part, question for the mailbag. For many years, there have been talks of wrestlers for WWE or high-level promotions, promotions rather, forming a union, even though they aren't employees that have been sort of, you know, the, that's been the premise that they're independent contractors. Yes, that's, they're not employees. It's the way they get around it. Yeah. Do you think having a union in wrestling is feasible? Couldn't wrestlers that work on TV join an acting union? I've heard that one before, mm -hmm. ACTRA and SAG and yep. all that sort of stuff. What do you guys think about that? Now, the reason there isn't a union in wrestling is because Vince McMahon has never wanted or allowed there to be a union and stops it whenever there is <laughs> anyone who ever thinks about Just it. Just ask Jesse Ventura. Yes. Now, the reason... I don't foresee a day where there's a where there's a union and I think it would really hurt the business because if there was ever a collective bargaining strife and a strike, it would be a d disaster for the industry. Um, and guys, wrestlers think too individually there. It's not a team sport. So why unions work in pro sports is it's a team sport with everyone thinking about everybody together. So I just don't see it. I, I don't wrestlers have always thought about their own 
pay their own situation and they they just never ever think about um the other guy next to him. So collective bargaining does not work for wrestling. Unless you negotiate like we did as a collective group, MVP. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But and I sometimes... Way ahead of the curve there. Sometimes you'll see a booker who will bring his own team with him. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very... It's not very often that you see a wrestling locker room that's united. Yeah. It, it should happen, but it never will for the reasons you just said, it in will, my opinion. And more importantly, it would require someone with some clout to stick their neck out like a rock mm-hmm. and say there should be it. But if the rocks making $10 million off of wrestling, why is he sticking his he, neck? Yeah, out? He doesn't care. So unless somebody sticks their neck out and says there should be, and I, I was, you know, I think it would be great for the boys for sure. Right. But it's not going to happen. One other reason why it doesn't happen is promoters are, and, and Vince McMahon definitely did this, but um, it is very promoters and bookers like to manipulate talent and play them off of each other. Which and talent is often too easily manipulated and fall for it. Yep. And that's why it will never work. All right. Our second question coming in through our social media platforms from Alex says, Do you guys ever re listen or listen back to your shows? Good question. Like Alex. Listen re listen to the B Shees. Yeah, re listen to the B Shees. I I do. I actually I listen to it actually while I'm you know what? It's Manscaping Monday. On the morning, <laughs> I'm listening to... Did not uh, need to know that. I, I am listening... As you shave your nuts. As I'm shaving, I am listening to the B-Shees every Monday. And then if there's something that, hmm, I'm going to go back and listen to that. So I'll go back and listen to bits and pieces. So once, for sure and full, and then bits and pieces throughout the week. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I listen... I mean, if you t- if you count it all three times, right now I'm listening... When I edit, I'm going to listen, and then I listen to it once it, once it drops on uh, all the platforms like Spotify, Stitcher, Apple... Mm-hmm. Google. So I'm in love with my voice, clearly. And uh, so what happens is I listen to it once when you send me an advanced copy to make sure there's no mistakes. Right. Then I listen to it right after it goes live on Sunday nights to make sure if there's any upload glitch that you know about it by six o'clock on, on the, in the morning on Monday so that listeners don't encounter it. Um, and then I usually listen to it on the day before we're going back in to produce the next episode. So I remember the things we said in case there's something I missed or something that I want to, um, want to touch base. Yeah. Touch base. So I listen to it three times total. And I would recommend anybody who, who does podcasting and are producing it or editing themselves really after you've edited it and sit down and listen to it right from the start, if you can, because I know when I edit my podcast, I'm very focused on those specific sections of the podcast. So you could have made a mistake in part one and it'll glide right by me because I'm looking at this anomaly in sound. And, and so if you edit your podcast, definitely go back and Could you imagine if Brian last has to listen back to five hours, five hour Jim yeah. Cornette podcast? Oh. Well, that's why our ratings are so good because we're good for eight listens between the three of us. Yeah. Um, one other thing I was going to say is uh, we have the Palomino Club gift cards. Yes. And uh, I think we should gift one. To yeah. Scott Carnegie yeah. for being such an amazing listener and always giving us feedback or questions that fit very perfectly in the mailbox. So Scott, you are going to the Palomino Club and it's on our friends Scotty and Christian at the Palomino yep. Club. Yep. So after the WPW show on October 7th, we can head down to the Pal, have just one drink with Scotty at the world famous Palomino Club. And last week, the music... In the event center was the Beverly Brothers. But yeah, nobody guessed it. Two people got it, but they were in the business, so we don't. They said, you know what, we don't want to take the prize. 
But you know what? Maybe we might have to make it a little bit easier. Yes. So again, listen to the event center that's coming right up. There will be some entrance music from a wrestler from the past. If you can identify that music, you will win a $50 bar tab from the world-famous Palomino Club and two VIP passes good for yourself and a friend. So four people total, $50 bar tab. Identify the music in the event center, and you will be our winner. I just realized I don't work the Sunday morning after the WPW show, so I might just get she's face. Perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. If, if you're going to be there, I will take the night off. You know what go. I want to talk about now? I was there last week. Yeah. How bad got, did you get? It got messy. Oh, there they you go. They just gave away $10,000 at the, at the Booty Shake Monday event this yes. past Monday. So you won? That must have been one great <laughs> I, booty. Why do you think I got this nice new bomber you here? Do, do, do they do buns of steel on Friday nights? Friday nights, yeah. You should do it now that you're coming back for wrestling. Well, I might have to, once I get my new trunks, we're going to have to hit the squats. We'll see what happens All right, here. I want to know what's happening in the event center. This is your BG's Wrestling Event Center. We start in British Columbia. Thursday, September 28th, All-Star Wrestling is in Surrey. Friday, September 29th, Thrash Wrestling is in Vernon. Friday, September 29th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Quadra Island. Saturday, September 30th, Thrash Wrestling is in Kelowna. Saturday, September 30th, All-Star Wrestling is in Abbotsford. Saturday, September 30th, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Courtney. And Sunday, October 1st, 365 Pro Wrestling is in Campbell River. We shift to Alberta. Thursday, September 28th, Love Wrestling is in Edmonton. Friday, September 29th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Drumheller. Friday, September 29th, Love Wrestling is in Edmonton. And Saturday, September 30th, Real Canadian Wrestling is in Edmonton. And finally, in Manitoba, Saturday, September 30th, CWE is in La Brokerie. And Sunday, October 1st, Primo's Wrestling is in Winnipeg. That show will feature Flip Gordon. And that has been your Bichy's Wrestling Event Center. A whopping 13 events in the event center this week. Thank you, Mecca Shane Madison. It's about to get bigger, though. That's been all of Western Canada that you talk about and when CWE goes to Northwestern Ontario. Mm -hmm. But now we're going to start talking about North Dakota. Our friends. Time Bomb Pro announced this week that they've got uh, Ultimo Dragon against Eric Cannon. Below Zero just had Sean Waltman and, and Johnny Nitro. John Morrison and Cloud9, of course, they do Bismarck. They do some great shows. We're going to start talking about those two in the event center. Loyal listeners down there. Yeah, great guys. We're going international. Yes. Um, So great episode. I had a lot of fun on this one. Absolutely. I want to apologize to Mr. and Mrs. Keem. I think you're great. (laughs) We may, when I listen to this back, we may edit something there. And if not, you've heard the whole thing. One last note. Yes. One last, you were wrong. Me, I'm never wrong. Uh, well, That's you I, who's I wrong. I know why the PCW ring was moved out of doubles. Oh, you do? Oh, yes. Do tell. Because they're doing a renovation there, and they're okay. not going to be available to do events. So it became time where the ring had to be moved for okay. space reasons. There's nothing to do with a live event okay. coming up or anything like that. Good. It's much ado about nothing. I was told by my PCW well, insider. So I asked this person, can you tell us when they're going to run a show? And, sh- and this person said, Talk to oh, the you almost o- said she. <laughs> Talk. I think to I know owner. what you're talking about. Talk to the owner. But listen, we're trying to get PCW's name out there. So if there's some some action, let's talk I can about it. Think of not- nothing better than PCW announcing a live event. One last thing I will say, so completely unrelated. That was the last thing I if thought. If Primos was going to hire a Booker, yep. they should consider hiring Jay Walker.
The following reaction to the CNWEA show was recorded after the Bees She Show went off air by James Corba. James is a highly respected observer who has supported any and all local wrestling shows since the mid-90s, and he's fully supported this show by dedicating his time and money to take it in. We appreciate his time to share his opinions on what went down with the CNWEA show. The Bees She's Wrestling crew will continue to gather info and will offer their insights the following Monday. And now, without further ado, here's James Corba. Hey, everybody. It's uh, James Corba. Um, you may know me from my commentary work with WPW, and uh, I'm the GM of WPW. October 7th, you can see WPW and all its stars at uh, Rumble in the Burt at the Burton Cummings Theater, Saturday, October 7th. Um, tickets are Ticketmaster, but that's not why I'm here. Um, I was at the CNWEA Holy Rising show and um, with Gary Wolf, formerly of the Pitbulls. And um, let's, I'm just going to get into it. Um, we, we got there and there were, the, sh the ring was still being set up by a ring crew I've not seen before. Um, and <laughs> I, I got to meet Gary Wolf, talk to Rob Stardom for a bit. Uh, got to see Wayne Stanton. That was cool. Um, he did not call me a coward, which was great. Um, and the first match was refed by Sheldon, who many of you know as that guy that Adam Knight slapped in the first, and he was the ref. So in the first match was, um, Pepito, great Pepito. Nice to see him back. Um, not bouncing off a stage for once, um, against his son, I think. Uh, and his son got the win, a uh, small package. Um, next up was American Jess Nash. Jess Nash won by cheating, pulling his hair or something. I don't know. Merrick came out and was like still tying his boots. So that shows you kind of where the show was at. Maybe he didn't know he was wrestling. I don't I have no idea. I mean, as a fan, I don't think I need to see that sort of thing. I don't know. I'm pretty tr traditional wrestling fan in a sense, like... I've been watching local wrestling since, I don't know, 95, 96. I'm 41 now, so I've seen a lot of shows, and this one was something. Um, but uh, next up was Malcolm Lovechild versus Rob Stardom. And then Just Nash came in and caused some tomfoolery. So then Mayor came in to save. And so after intermission, it was Rob Stardom and... Merrick against Malcolm Lovechild and Jess Nash. Um, this wasn't a TV taping, so... <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, intermission. Then we had the tag match of American Stardom and Jess Nash and Malcolm Lovechild, which ended with Merrick doing an F5, I think. So I think that's what it was. Anyway, that ring looked hard as shit and uh, very painful. But... Uh, Next up, they also announced that there's going to be a battle royal with the same wrestlers that were on the entire show, except for the fact that um, Ring Crew was also in the battle royal. And then also Pepito refed. I mean, <coughs> realistically, um, so the battle royal happened. Sorry, Gary Wolf didn't wrestle at all. I think he's coming back to wrestle for CNWEA and Primos. Maybe I couldn't really 
tell it was very echoey in the gym. Um, but basically, Gary Wolf sat down and talked shit about uh, CNWA's other promoter, uh, Rob Steele, saying he was going to rip off his head and shit down his throat. Um, so apparently he's coming back. But really what I want to say is that I've gone to Louie, the promoter's other shows, New Brand Wrestling, which were always fun, kind of harmless family wrestling shows with some kind of weird stuff thrown in that would get the, you know, like in the fan who kind of like to follow local wrestling or wrestlers involved, always like kind of little goofy things that happen. It seemed kind of harmless, but this was like, there were six people who paid and the rest was ring crew and tickets were 30 bucks. And I don't mind supporting local wrestling, but like when your guy you bring in doesn't wrestle, like what am I, how am I supposed to react? And, you know, Rob Stardom was the MVP of the show. He kind of tried to save it, was having a good time. You can tell, like, trying to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. But, like, this show was, like, the most awkward I've felt at a wrestling show. Like, I felt bad for them. You know, I was cheering and booing and all those things, but I don't know what the purpose of having a show if you're not going to promote it if you're not gonna you know put some effort into it like i don't know i i just i'm still kind of dumbfounded like it was it bad yes but there's like a heart there that kind of sort of but i just it felt like a joke i wasn't in on and I don't like that feeling when I'm going to watch wrestling. So that's it, I guess. I think November 26th is their next show. The venue was good. It was like a gym. But anyway, that's my report, if you want to call it that. Thanks, guys. of the Stampede Wrestling Show. 